Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's Sharp Lessons. Picks Thursday, our favorite time of the week. He's Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. You can follow us on Twitter at Stadium Bet. You can follow Stadium on Twitter at Stadium uh, and find this podcast, you know, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a nice rating. Leave a nice review. If you don't like us, you can leave a mean review. That's fine. I think we can take it. If uh, But we've been winning picks, Nate, so I don't know why anyone would be upset. Yeah, we've been on a nice little roll here with the best bets. Going to try to keep it going. Going to be really selective this week because there's a lot of injury situations going on in the NFL and then even in college football where pretty much week to week you don't really know what – is going on in terms of college football yeah, injury reports and this late of the year there's a lot of motivation to handicap which teams want to be there which teams really want to try to get that six win and get a bowl game which team has players who might be looking towards the transfer portal and coaches who might not you know be looking for a new job so it's kind <laughs> of a weird time in november plus the lines are really tight but i think we're gonna do our best to at least give you some of our our strongest opinions it might not be a best bet in college football but i think we have a couple at least in the nfl yeah it's a little bit rare for us we usually have the bets in college football at least the best bets i'm a big best better for for college football but this week we got nfl bets for the best bets so you know, we, we kind of go where the tide takes us. We go where we're feeling wanted, and I think this week is it's the NFL. But, Nate, with that being said, we still have college football picks to go through, and I have a lot of college football picks to go through. You have some. We have Dogs with Bite. We even have uh, not sexy picks, but a new segment. You, you only live once picks, and, and these are kind of nutty picks. These are a little crazy picks, but, again, you only live once. Sometimes you got to put some money on the line for some fun games and, and root for some fun stuff. So Absolutely. we have some of those bets. But let's start with some of our college picks. And I know you've been talking about this game since Tuesday, I believe, uh, and that's Arkansas. And you like Arkansas in this situation. Yeah, so this was borderline best bet for me, Arkansas plus three and a half. Pretty situational handicap and a pretty basic you know, LSU coming off that walk-off win with that two-point conversion against Alabama. Upsetting yeah. Alabama is almost a two-touchdown underdog. Pretty much knocking Alabama out of college football play and playoff contention unless there's total chaos um, as we go forward with the last three weeks of the regular season. So I think it's a good time, just a natural letdown for LSU, and I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if they – have a little bit of a sleepy start, 11 a.m. start at Razorback Stadium. Arkansas coming off a humiliating loss to Liberty. You'd expect Sam Pittman to try to rally the troops. And because they lost that game last week, I think we're getting a little bit of uh, some line value yeah. on Arkansas at plus three and a half. It would have been a best bet, but I have a little bit of concern about K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback of Arkansas, and how if he's banged up or not. He didn't practice last week. He did play, but didn't play well. And with college football injury reports, always a worry about who's hurt and who's God, not. I hate, so, I hate them so much. Just announce who you're going <laughs> to not put in the game on like a Thursday. You don't have to wait till Saturday morning. Yeah, well, as long as you know, there's no uh, – 
there's no you know precedent in the in the sport and there's right. no like commissioner or no like governing body who's going to enforce that like the NFL does it's not going to it's not going to happen so we'll see about that if you want to wait till Saturday morning I don't think you're going to lose out on too much I don't think this is like a bet you have to rush to to take if you're going to miss out on the three on Arkansas, especially at three and a half and kind of trending up. So Arkansas is going to be my favorite college bet of the week, but won't make the best bet portion of this show. But just something situationally I like a lot fading LSU off that big win. We have been all over LSU and their game times <laughs> when we picked against LSU. is that 11 a.m. game. Right. They weren't going to get up for it. It was going to be early. The fans were going to be ready. So we're all over this LSU game time. We're probably the the foremost professionals at uh, knowing when LSU games start and really how to react to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got Iowa State, Oklahoma State. And at this point, honestly, Nate, for me, it's just become a law where anytime you see an Iowa State game, you're going to bet the under, especially if it's near 50. And I bet it last week for Iowa State for the under, and it hit with glowing colors. And here we go against Oklahoma State again. We're not 100% sure who Oklahoma State's going to start at quarterback. I don't think it's going to be Spencer Sanders. Yet this total is still near 50. It's about 48.5. So it makes sense. Why is it this high? Well, Oklahoma State, they score a lot of points, and they have scored a lot of points. But you look at what they've done without Spencer Sanders. It's been a little bit shaky. They got shut out by Kansas State. You know, this is a team that has its ups and downs offensively and now they play a pretty good defensive team in Iowa State this is an Iowa State team that is ninth in the country in points given up they don't score a lot they're 103 in points per game so they're a good defense bad offense type of team I'm not 100% sure why the market hasn't adjusted to this yet but you give me Iowa State and I'll take the under pretty much any day of the week yeah and I think Iowa State you, you your perception of them is Matt Campbell good offensive mind he's got an interest from the nfl because of what he's done in Ames and kind of controlling the offense but that defense has been really strong this year and you were kind of on it last week with that total the under when west virginia came down who's like a high-powered offense really bad defense but that game stayed under and now the state of oklahoma state uh not good just totally banged up uh we saw them lose to 48 nothing to kansas State, they stay go back to the uh, Sunflower State the next week and lose to Kansas so off bad. a bye. Just a really banged up team. I don't think it's a true indictment of of the team in general. They're just like losing guys. So, especially quarterback Sanders, who's experienced. So yeah, um, makes sense to me, especially if we get some kind of wind and uh, still water like there sometimes is. Yeah, uh, that's also true. Next, uh, I guess I'll share my pick. Navy, yeah. Navy heavy underdog. It's Navy. I think fifteen and a half yeah. is what it's. It was, uh, it, when it we was, were talking about it on Tuesday. I think it was about seventeen. Seventeen. It's trending down a little bit. So I like Navy in this spot against Notre Dame. Notre Dame just beat Clemson. Great big win. <laughs> you're, Congratulations you're to Notre Dame. A home win but, against Clemson. Yeah, I'm impressed. But Notre Dame has done well in these small spread games this year sure. against Clemson, against USC, against BYU. But when they have to cover a big margin and win by a lot to get you to the window, they've failed. And especially in the two games against Marshall and Stanford where they lose outright. So I'm not calling for Notre Dame to lose outright because I think they're a better team than maybe they were early in the season. They're starting to figure things out. But they don't have the pass offense to put up a lot of yards and win by margin. Navy a triple option team, so you have to prepare for that wrinkle. I know Notre Dame is a, is a run first team and they're good at stopping the run. But I also think Navy's also good at stopping the run because they're used to practicing against the triple option. Yeah, right. So 
Notre Dame isn't a triple option team, not a service academy, but their offense certainly resembles one by their uh, their passing deficiency. So, yeah. because we've seen Notre Dame fail in this big on favorite role under Marcus Freeman before, I have no problem going with Navy in this noon start in Baltimore. I can see Notre Dame having a little bit of a letdown off the storm the field win. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a pretty solid bet. We we love letdown games. We love bounce back games and. We love playing on the other side of teams who uh, are coming off some some rough games as well. So I really like that Navy pick, to be honest, Nate. And I have a pick where I, I think I have found my issue with Oregon and betting Oregon. And my issue, Nate, is every time I bet Oregon as a best bet, they lose. Oregon has had two losses against the spread this season. And you know who bet them as a best bet both those times? You did. This idiot right here. So... <laughs> I'm not going to make Oregon a best bet. I'm going to bet them as just kind of a normal bet. It's not going to be anything I highlight, but I do like Oregon minus 13 and a half against Washington. And I'll, and I'll give you this, and I, I want to know what you, your thoughts about this thought process because it makes sense to me, but if I'm speaking out loud, maybe it won't make sense. Oregon played UCLA a couple weeks ago. They beat them by 15 points. And if you look at some of these advanced statistics, some of these offensive metrics, UCLA is a couple notches better than Washington, offensively at least. And Washington's right there, but UCLA's a little bit better offensively with some of these metrics. Defensively, UCLA's probably a little bit worse than Washington defensively. They're both not very good defensive uh, Washington teams. Washington can't stop anyone, so I, I, I think UCLA might actually be better defensively than Washington. So is. that even helps my argument a little bit more because Oregon beats at home. UCLA comes in. They lose to Oregon by 15 points. Washington, which I see as somewhat of a similar team, again, they're coming into Oregon. They're a 13.5-point underdog. I think Oregon can win by 14, 15, 16 points here. And yeah. I think Oregon can cover the spread. They're 4-0 against the spread at home. Bo Nix has only been sacked once. Yada, yada, yada. We know how good this Oregon offense is, the best offense in the country by some metrics. I think they have enough firepower to not only hang with Washington, but win by two scores. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way. Not my favorite, but, but I tough. think – Because it's tough sliding, but – my argument will be like that. So statistically, Oregon's probably the side. It makes sense. Yeah. I will say Washington does have the offense to at least keep up. And when Oregon was playing UCLA, the point spread was, I think, six and a half. I got I think I got to seven on game day. Here's 13 and a half. So a little bit of a different story where sure. Oregon really kind of has to route them and blow them out, which is possible because I don't think Washington's defense is good. And they've struggled outside of Seattle. But now you kind of get into this – like psychological thing with Oregon the college football playoffs ahead of them if they win their last four games including the Pac-12 title game yeah. and we've seen Pac-12 teams before stumble when they get to this point where it's like just keep winning and they lose a bad game and maybe this is the game uh, with all the pressure that Oregon is kind of facing kind of being the uh, I guess USC is also um, a team that has definitely has a path to make the playoff um, and they could be on a collision course of playing each other in Vegas in three weeks. But I think Oregon right now has the upper hand because of how impressive they've been. And their only loss was to Georgia in week one. And Dan Lanning seems kind of new. So I think Oregon maybe is going to face a little bit of pressure. Maybe it doesn't happen this week. Maybe it's next week at when they host Utah yep. or when they go to Corvallis, I think, to play Oregon State. I know they play Oregon State. I don't know where it is, but I assume – um, Oregon State. It'll be at Oregon State just because Oregon has had some some home yeah, games with Washington, Utah games. next week. So um, yeah, it's at Oregon State. Yeah, so so big games coming up for for Oregon. Obviously, they they have to take care of business, but doesn't mean they have to cover a big spread. So I think Washington can kind of sneak in, and who knows? Um, four to one. 
I wouldn't talk anyone out of a money line play on the Huskies, but uh, I think you, you you kind of have the right idea. Um, backing Oregon minus 13 and a half. Give me the if ducks. you do believe in Bo Nix and, and that offense. I'm not saying it. Every time I say it, they lose, so I'm not saying I believe you in You can him. say it. He's I been good. Know. I'm not. He's been it's really good. Luck. He has been really good, and I'm not saying it because the, it The pressure of not playing at Auburn maybe did wonders for him and getting out to a, yes. a different, literally the opposite region of the country. Yeah, no, he's, he's looked really, really good. Their touchdown rate is 54%. 54% of their drives, Nate, end in a touchdown. That's number one in the country for Oregon. So their, their metrics are off the charts offensively. I think it's going to be a really fun game. The total is another thing to look at, but it's a little bit high. I don't want to really touch it. But a total that I do like, I'll be honest, and I know you got one more pick, right? Yeah, so you can go ahead. I'll go with this one because this is a little ridiculous, but it's Indiana, Ohio State. The total is 58 and a half. I think this goes over. The last five Indiana, Ohio State games have all gone over 60 points. Uh, I don't think Indiana's defense is going to be able to stop Ohio State once, to be quite honest. I would be very surprised if Ohio State punts more than you know one time in this game, at the very least. Um, I, I just think Ohio State by themselves can get 60 points. They're going to get 49-plus points. They've scored over 45 points on Indiana for most of the, the history of this series in the past decade. Uh, Indiana's not going to be able to stop them, and maybe they get a couple touchdowns in overtime or they get a touchdown and a field goal, score 10 points. It's a 49-10 game over hits at 59 so I, I think there's a lot of different paths to get the over here especially with how bad indiana's offense is and i'll take the over 58 and a half all right i'm going to stay in the big 10 in a game i expect to be lower scoring you were just making the case for a higher scoring game between yes. indiana and ohio state can i interest you in wisconsin and iowa where the totals no. in the mid 30s it's disgusting yeah that's a gross game to bet on yeah it is it is but I kind of want to make a case for Wisconsin here. I feel like Iowa is okay. getting a lot of credit for beating Northwestern, yeah. beating Purdue in horrible weather. I know their offense has improved, but I think they can revert a little bit back to their struggles that we've seen throughout the season where not as bad as it was, but I don't think they're maybe as good as uh, the last two victories. And Wisconsin, a team I kind of want to buy on because Jim Leonard is really auditioning for the full-time gig in Madison. They had that slip up against Michigan State, but other than that, they've played very well. I know last week they beat Maryland in a, in a bad windstorm, which was a really brutal um, luck for Maryland, a kind of a pass-first team. So the, the weather played into Wisconsin's hands. A, a physical Midwest team um, kind of suited them better. And this game, it's more equal because Iowa's kind of that same uh, mold with the physical physicality. But I think Wisconsin, I know they're at, on the road and a small favorite, but I think they're enough better than Wisconsin. Plus, you have that Jim Leonard, you know, trying to motivate yeah, to try the team out. and yeah. seeing if, the, if he can be the full-time coach, which I think he would, especially if they want a game like this. So I have a little bit of interest in Wisconsin. I'm going to do a little bit more research, and I might add that um, just as a bet for me personally. Nothing nothing large, but be, with the, uh, the dire options this week, Wisconsin is definitely a team it's I at least have circled. I've got uh, a two-lane money line play, which I'm not the most confident about, but this is going to be a really fun game. Game day maybe should have gone to two-lane for this one. They decided to go to te Texas for, for Texas TCU, so I understand that. But this is going to be a really fun AC game. I really do think so. I mean, two-lane's the best team in the country in against the spread, one of the best teams in the country in against the spread at 8-1. and one. They've covered their last five games in a row. UCF, and you talk about situations for this game, UCF is coming in after two very hard-fought wins. They have been through the grinder with Cincy and with Memphis. They almost gave up the lead and lost to Cincy. The Memphis game they easily could have lost if Memphis didn't make some really stupid mistakes down the stretch. 
Uh, so th this is a team that's coming in, and, and they've been working. They've been working hard. Two really tough games. So I don't know if they're going to be able to go to a third straight game against a really good opponent and be able to keep up with them. Tulane has one of the better defenses in the country, top 20 defense, one of the best linebacking cores in the country. And we're not 100% sure who UCF is going to even start at quarterback. It might be John Reese Plumley, uh, depending on if they're going to bring him back from his concussion. If not, it'll be Mikey Keene, who's played well enough to get them those two wins, but they're going against a really good Tulane defense here, the best defense they will have seen. So I'm going to take my chances. It's a really short money line. I think you can get it like minus 115. Let's go Greenway. Let's go Tulane. I've actually watched the last two UCF games that I had money on them and won and then against them last week. And, yeah, Mikey Keene played last week. I actually thought he was fine. He's, you know, more He's of a consistent sure. thrower yeah. than Plumley, And then yeah. Plumley gets hurt against Cincinnati. Keene makes that comeback. Um, obviously, I think Plumley gives them a little bit more of a, a ceiling. But I think a more, like, steady quarterback, Mikey Keene is just a better thrower. And yeah. a road game for UCF, uh, I think you kind of want that um, – more steady thrower, but it looks like Plumlee might be the guy getting the getting the nod in this game. So, yeah. uh, interesting game in the AAC. Definitely uh, one worth tuning into. Yeah, hundred percent. We had dogs with bite. You mentioned Washington. We talked about that Washington Oregon game. I like Wa Oregon. Yeah. You like Washington. Interesting dogs with bite for sure. If you're looking for a, a high money line team. And any team that really has a good chance, uh, Washington, I you know I can see them being on there. I'll 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 admit that one. So I, I think Washington's a solid dog with bite team if you're really looking for some risk. West Virginia, yeah, I, I like them on their spread, and you think they're a pretty solid money line bet team too against Oklahoma. Yeah, I was gonna say I think we agree on this. That West Virginia is definitely at least in consideration an underdog that could win outright. You like their spread? I might take a little bit West Virginia plus the points on Saturday. Just Oklahoma is just not very good. I know no, you faded them last not. year as a best as a best bet, or like, sorry, last week as a best bet yeah. against the uh, Baylor Bears, and you took Baylor Go plus Bears. three and a half. I think it closed plus three. Bear down. They went outright. So Oklahoma now season's lost. Basically, can't win the Big Twelve. Can't make the Big Twelve title game. Yeah. You have to go on the road to West Virginia. I'm sure there's a lot of players kind of questioning the the future of the program. First year coach Brent Venables. In West Virginia, not a good team. Their defense sucks. But JT Daniels still playing for something. It was a team that was able to move the ball against TCU, and they showed some fight in that game. Now back at home, I'm sure Neil Brown would love to beat Oklahoma. He might need to beat Oklahoma to save his job. And I know Dylan yeah. Gabriel is still a solid quarterback, and now that he's healthy, the Oklahoma offense is pretty good. But defensively, they struggle. So not sure they should be favored by this much in the game. And West Virginia is definitely something I'm at least looking at. Definitely not my favorite underdog of the week, but uh, with some of the options that aren't great, at least West Virginia I'll consider. What are our uh, favorite two words when we're betting anyone or any team? Bounce back. Bounce back <laughs> JT Daniels game, Nate. It's going to happen. He's coming up after an Iowa State game, 81 yards passing. He had 81 yards passing. His QBR was 22.5. And this is, and we just, I talked about Iowa State's defense. They're a really good defensive team, a top ten defensive team in the country. Makes sense why he would struggle. Now he's playing a really bad Oklahoma defensive team. So I think it's a great bounce back opportunity for JT Daniels. Rising tide lifts all boats. He's going to lift the entire West Virginia offense up, and they may have a chance to beat Oklahoma. I love plus eight. I yeah. kind of like the money line. Yeah, well, I wouldn't talk you out of that, so uh, that might be another ad on, on Saturday along with the Wisconsin Badgers. So, okay, so we don't have a sexy pick for this week. 
But we have two, I think they're sexy, but they're not technically sexy picks with public underdogs. But it's a new segment. You only live once. These are your only live once bets that we got for you, Nate. We have two overs, and they are some of the highest total overs of the season. We'll start with Arizona and UCLA. That total is set at 77 and a half. I'm going to say over. We'll go over in that game. Why not? I think it's a really fun game to bet the over. Hopefully both these teams can get in the 40s. We may see some we may see UCLA get into the 50s and Arizona get in the low 30s. I think that's another possibility, another route to get the over. But I talked about the similarities between UCLA and Washington at least offensively. Arizona and Washington played each other and that game had a total of 88 points. So now Arizona's playing arguably a better offensive team. I think they can both get 80 points. I think they can combine for 80, 83 points. I like the over here. It's not going to be a play I feel super strongly about. But life's short, Nate. Life is really short. Sometimes you got to have a little fun. It's a stressful time after the elections. You got to have a little bit of fun. Interesting. Put some money down. Interesting uh, and direction there. And just watch there. terrible defensive teams play. Yeah, and I think one thing, I'm not sure how it impacts the total in this game, but mm. – UCLA has a huge game against USC next week. So yeah. maybe looking ahead, I guess that could be a little bit worrisome that maybe offensively they kind of slow down a little bit and sit on the ball just to get to next week. But Arizona has at least showed the ability to move the football to score points. So I think they can at least pressure them. I think Arizona plus the points could be at least interesting in this game. And if that's the case, I feel like they'd be going up and down the field score for score for UCLA, and that would lead to an over. Yeah, and we got one more. Wake Forest, UNC. That totals at 78 and a half. I think fun it game. opened. That is going to be an actual fun game because they're very close. The spread is really close, unlike the UCLA-Arizona game that's you know in the high teens. This one is three and a half the last time that I checked between both these teams. So yep. this is actually going to be a very fun game. Bet the over. Do it. Life's short. Might as well. Bet over 78 and a half. Both these teams get in the 40s. Again, if it's going to be close, maybe you get an overtime and it bumps you on the over and overtime. <laughs> Very true. As, as long as you're not way short of the total and it goes to the third overtime where it's alternating two-point conversions, yeah, you, might be in, then you might be in trouble. in good shape. But, yeah, this is actually a fascinating game. UNC is obviously ranked high, higher than they really should be in the college football playoff. I don't really think they're a great team. They have a really good quarterback who might be the first pick of the 2024 draft, but their defense is absolutely horrible. And, and Gene Chizik was a really bad hire by Mac Brown as yeah, it was not the good. defensive coordinator. <laughs> One thing with Wake Forest, they have, I think, 10 or 11 turnovers the last two games. Yeah, so they've been terrible. I think if they can clean that up, they should be able to score. And then, you know, Drake May on the other side will have the ability to put up some points for himself. So, yeah, interesting game there. Close spread. Feels like a game where the spread isn't going to matter. Either Wake Forest wins outright or, or UNC uh, wins as, a, as an upset. Or, sorry, Wake Forest covers the spread or wins by four or more. And, and that the point spread won't matter. So I think it's kind of a pick-the-winner game, and then the over is definitely uh, in play as long as the weather's okay down in uh, – this game's at Wake Forest, which is only, like, I think 40 miles away from the UNC campus. Yeah, only buzzkills bet the under in this game. Why would you even think about betting the under in a game like this with the total so high? That's just not fun at all. You're going to be, first of all, probably sweating it, and you're a loser. You're betting the under. Come on. That's pathetic. <laughs> The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. 
Let's do some NFL picks. Yep. Got a couple. Uh, you have a couple. I have a couple. And our best bets are also both NFL picks. Um, so, uh, you know, I could start with the one where the line movement moved a little bit before the show, but it's Colt plus six. Um, I think that moved down to plus five and a half, plus five at some places. You can get this weight. It'll probably go back up to plus six. Uh, but the injury news for the Raiders isn't good. Darren Waller's on the IR. Hunter Renfro's on the IR. It's not looking great for the Las Vegas Raiders. They, uh, they're they a bad team. And the Colts' new head coach, Jeff Saturday, he tweeted it out, and he was correct. He said the Raiders are bad, and he is 100% right. And the Raiders should not be a six-point favorite over any team in the NFL. I know the Colts have had their issues. Offensively, they haven't been great. Sam Ellinger, uh, not good. He's just not a good quarterback. Uh, that That's going to be an issue. Their offensive line is probably the worst in, in the NFL. But – Six points, Nate, too much. That is that is really too much. And I'll, I'll take the Colts as an underdog. This is one of their highest numbers they've been all season as an underdog. Jonathan Taylor probably is going to return for this game. He's been practicing a little bit more this week. That's going to help this offense. This seems like a good spot to back the Colts more, not because I believe in the Colts, but because the Raiders are bad. They're a bad football team, and no one should ever put money on them, so I'm going to bet against them. Yeah, I hear you from that angle, not wanting to bet the Raiders. They're just coming off a pretty demoralizing 0-2 road trip where they are out in New Orleans and Jacksonville. And, and the way they lost to Jacksonville up 17-0 in a game they really had to have. Uh, really a team I don't want to bet, especially laying points. Josh McDaniels, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat already, but, I mean, with the with the Mark Davis-owned Raiders, you never know. He could have a, a quick trigger finger, just kind of like the Colts owner is a little bit uh, – Emotional with his decisions to put it that hiring Jeff Emotional. Saturday That's from a nice, the uh, political way to put from it the, from the TV set to yeah. uh, to uh, uh, for this game. So I don't know. I, I want to watch this game because I think it could be very fascinating to see what happens and and how this game plays out yeah. with Jeff Saturday's interim coach and a first time uh, play caller and and what's his name Parks Frazier Parks Frazier. Listen, Frazier you can call him anything if he starts helping them get touchdowns. Well, he hasn't called plays ever, and he's 30 years old. So, I mean, that's basically <laughs> like if I, I, I called plays. I, obviously, he's he's a football background and, and knows a lot, a lot more. But, yeah, I'm sure he, he has Big played Madden a lot guy. of Madden there based you go. on his age. So he's a millennial. It's an interesting game to watch. The the Waller and Renfro injuries, like, I understand those injuries driving this line down a little bit. Yeah. But I guess I just wouldn't be in any rush betting this Colts team and how they're currently set up. Yeah, I, it's fair. You make fair points, but I think it's a good spot. As long as that, you know, if you can get that at six, if, if you can wait a little bit, that number maybe goes back up to six. I don't know if it will at this point because of the injury issue. And, you know, they're probably going to announce Jonathan Taylor's coming back. So five and a half, all right, yeah. five, don't love it. But if you can grab it before it gets to four and a half, do it. Do it for the Colts. All right, my bet, and I actually bet this right before the show. Not going to have it as best bet yet because there's still a chance this number could kind of go a little haywired based on the, the Packers injury report. But mm-hmm. I do like the Packers at plus five, four and a half against the Cowboys. Let's call it four and a half. Okay. Um, I know the perception of Green Bay is down, and their injury report's a complete mess. I think there were 17 players listed on Wednesday's injury report. Uh, maybe there was some line movement towards the Packers today because maybe they're getting a little bit healthier at some positions because it was the first practice of the week, and sometimes there's more players on the injury report than, um, th- you know, 
they're kind of getting rest days at this point in the in the season. Yeah. But the Packers last week had five drives inside the Lions' 22-yard line, and only that only resulted in three points because Aaron Rodgers was turning the ball over the red zone. And he's not a guy who turns the ball over a lot. And to do it in those kind of key spots really killed the Packers last week, losing 15-9, five-game losing streak, perception of the Packers I think is as low as it's been probably since 2018, last time they didn't make the playoffs. I think this is a time to buy low on the Packers. I mentioned on Tuesday's show, and at plus five and a half, or plus five, four and a half, I think this is kind of the, the time to bite. I don't think a plus six is coming back. The Cowboys are coming off a bye, so that's you know positive for them. But they also, last two games and Dak's return from injury, played the Lions and Bears indoors, perfect conditions. Now weather going to be in the 30s in Green Bay on Saturday after or Sunday afternoon. This is the late Sunday afternoon, kind of marquee game. So the, putting Dallas, a team that plays indoors in warm weather, outside having to not just win by win by margin against a Packers team against with their backs against the wall who has the potential to kind of have some some positive regression off a really poor performance against the Lions even though they were move, able to move the ball yeah. down to down I think this sets up as a pretty nice spot for the Packers and what's going to keep me off making this a bet, bet on a Thursday afternoon <laughs> is just their injury report being really brutal and maybe this gets back up to six and don't want to give out a bad, bad number but I'm in on the Packers plus five if you want to wait to see more about their injury report i wouldn't blame you uh, i think you can probably even wait till saturday sunday to make a bet and still get a good number i, I think i'd play this up to plus four yeah i i think it's a solid bet i know people have been on the packers ever since people have stopped believing in, in, aaron, in aaron Rodgers, and i think you can get them at uh, a pretty good price here you got one more yeah, I'll do one more, and okay. this is kind of a, a bet that I'm in literally no rush to. I talked about last game how I kind of jumped the gun there yeah. with the Packers, and I, but suggested you can you know wait if you want. But mm-hmm. I think this is one I will definitely wait on, um, and it's going to be unless the news comes out that Josh Allen is in or 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 he's the status is is determined. Like if he's already ruled out by the time we like end up recording the show. Uh, maybe I'll jump on the Bills. But it's kind of this funny situation where if Josh Allen's out, I want to bet the Bills. If Josh Allen plays, I want to bet the Vikings. I don't think he'll be at 100%. And it sounds crazy. Like, why would you want to bet on the Bills without the best one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah, well, right. it's all dictated by price. And right now, as we talk on a Thursday, the Bills are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Vikings. The look-ahead line in this game was Bills minus nine. It's come down pretty much every day this week, a point, a point and a half, I think, with the expectation that Josh Allen won't play this game. I don't think the Bills should force him against a Vikings team who's obviously, you know, great record, but it's also an NFC opponent. So there's some bigger games down the stretch when they have to play AFC East competition. So yeah. I think the Bills will be smart and not play Josh Allen in this game, maybe even a, a couple more games down the line. And then if I can get minus two and a half or better on Case Keenum and the Bills, I will take uh, Buffalo because Buffalo still is a very strong team defensively. And Case Keenum, I think, is a serviceable backup playing against his, in this case, his former team, a team that he actually led to the NFC title game. There you go. Uh, crazy as this sounds. But um, Bills is a team I've circled, but it kind of depends if Case Keenum starts instead of for the injured Josh Allen. Uh, we have a don't be a tease segment. You have a, you have a teaser for this weekend? 
Yeah, I think it's pretty two underdogs. Sim- yeah, it's I think it's pretty simple this week. Um, two teams, small underdogs, not quite plus three, but if you tease them six points, you can get them through the three, through the seven. First one, Denver Broncos, and I actually would act on this quickly because I, if I had to guess, you know, I don't want to play doctor and and be that guy just guessing injury stuff. But sure. I would not be surprised if Ryan Tannehill sat in this game. Uh, just some of the stuff I've read, the injury that he had originally was a, a three to four week injury, and this would kind of be the third week of him suffering that ankle injury mm-hmm. that kept him out. So if Malik Willis starts, I mean, the Broncos might be a small favorite in this game. And the big thing here for me, though, the Titans defense were on the field for 91 plays against the Chiefs. They're playing a Broncos team off a of bye. So I think this is a toughest Teague spot for the Titans. So in the teaser, you would need the Titans to win by margin, and they're just not that kind of team, even if they did have a fully healthy quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. So I think locking in the uh, Broncos teaser before we know about who starts a quarterback for, for Tennessee is at least worthwhile. And if he even if Tannehill does go, I don't think this line is going to move too much. And then the other side, Pittsburgh Steelers, a team I don't really like betting on, especially this current version of the Steelers. Right. But they're coming off a bye playing a New Orleans Saints team who just played on Monday night, lost a pretty demoralizing game. They couldn't protect Andy Dalton. So huge rest advance for the Steelers, basically the difference between 14 days off and six days off. And the Saints coming to cold Pittsburgh, a team that's you know been at home for a while in the comfort of their own dome. So yeah. I, I like Pittsburgh at, a, at an underdog price, and especially with a total of 40 and a half, and the teaser getting them up to plus seven and a half makes a lot of sense to me um, in a game that I think will be close either way. So if you can get the Steelers, I mean, just basically you're betting against the Saints winning by margin, and I think that's sure. a really sound way to go. Yeah, um, betting against the Saints and the Titans to win by margin this week. Yeah, I think that's a that's a smart move. We'll uh, we'll go right into best bets. Let's do some best bets, Nate, for this weekend. We have two NFL games, no college football games, two NFL games. We really love Sunday's matchups. I will start with an over. My best bet is an NFL total, which I'm not feeling super loving about, but I'll take it with the Bears and the Lions. Over 48 and a half, and we saw on Sunday what Justin Fields can do. Nate, did you know Justin Fields is him? He is him. Justin Fields is him. He is a guy that's going to run all over the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Detroit is the second-worst rush defense in the NFL. They gave up 90 rushing yards to Jalen Hurts. Somehow 40 yards to Aaron Rodgers last week. They just cannot contain the run for these quarterbacks. They're also the second-worst team in the league in in points per game given up. They give up in the low 30s. And the Bears are going to be able to score probably in in the low 30s as well against this defense. On the flip side, the Bears' defense lose Roquan Smith. And we saw last week against the Dolphins, they are not good. They are filled with below-replacement-level guys. The Lions are going to be able to score all over the Bears' defense. It's not going to be pretty. There is going to be no defense played in this game. Both teams getting in the mid to upper 20s. I think this game goes over 48-and-a-half. All right, let's go with my best bet, something that I teased on Tuesday's show, something I bet at plus four, but we'll give it out as a best bet, graded plus three and a half on the Cleveland Browns going to the Miami Dolphins. Really like the spot for the Browns coming off a bye, facing a Dolphins defense that has really struggled the last few weeks against the Lions and Bears. 
Browns, I think offensively, pretty good. Jacoby Brissett's been very serviceable for Cleveland, and Cleveland's run offense is very strong. And giving Kevin Stefanski some time to prepare, game plan, and call plays on the opening script, I think the Browns can get out to a nice lead, which is kind of necessary with the way their offense goes. Also won't be too much of a home field advantage for the Dolphins. I'd expect a lot of Browns fans making the trip here. And plus the Browns off the bye getting healthier. Denzel Ward practice this week which is big because he will be responsible to either guard Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle who obviously have had a very strong season with the Dolphins and their pass attack so I think right now the Browns at three and five their season kind of in front of them you win this game you're four and five you're back in the AFC playoff picture you get the Bills next week but Josh Allen might be out so you're catching a break there then you play the Bucks, who obviously haven't been as good or as good as we expected so I think there's a real chance the Browns can make a nice little run before Deshaun Watson is eligible to come back from suspension. So kind of like the Browns here to actually win this game, but for best, best purposes, let's get, take the Browns plus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Love it. I think it's a great pick. Got Browns plus three and a half, Bears lines over 48 and a half. We're feeling the NFL this week, Nate. Yeah. We're feeling it. We're feeling good. Yeah, and I like that Bears pick a lot as long as the weather's good. I think the Bears yeah, just are going to be. become a – going to become an over team with you so mentioned too. with how their offense has transformed the last three weeks but then you take out Roquan Smith through the trade and then even Robert Quinn the best pass rusher yeah. I think the direction of the team is kind of shifted towards helping out the quarterback and their defense is not going to play well and it's going to take uh, an offseason to fix that unit at a hundred percent will so th- those are our bets you can find our best bets we're going to post the spreadsheet on twitter you can follow me at ben wittenstein nate's at nate jacobson one and you can find all of our videos at stadium bets on twitter along with all our picks good luck to everyone this week and we'll be back next week more picks more bets more fun